is episode three of Garden Plots with Skeletor. I am Skeletor. They probably figured that out. I am Skeletor, your gardening genius who has deigned to guide you through the ways of plants. Do you have a notebook ready? If you intend to have even a modicum of success, you should be taking notes. I'll wait. If they actually are going to get a notebook, and I'll tell you right now, they're not, they could just pause the podcast. I know that I'm being accommodating. You're including a lot of dead air for me to cut out is what you're doing. Silence! You will leave it! The silence! I mean, drat. Riley, cut that. And no commentary from you. Now, pod people. That doesn't make Pod people! In addition to looking after your own garden, you should also be venturing outside and observing your natural environment for signs of change. It is insufficient to study plants from books or the onlines. So, I am starting a new segment, Feral Foliage. For example, today I saw some snowdrops as I was near Eternos. Why was I near Eternos? Never you mind, that's why. The point is that snowdrops are a plant that exemplifies the importance of looking beyond your own garden plot to understand plants. Yes, you can grow snowdrops, plant them in your own garden, etc. But then you have captured something wild and perfect to make it obey your whims. Much like I, Skeletor, do not allow myself to be limited by the narrow-minded buffoonery of Eternian civilization, so too does the snowdrop resist being placed in your common garden. Obviously, the snowdrop resists less because it is a plant and does not have a sword or magic to fight with. But if it did, ho ho ho, you would be foolish indeed to attempt to tame the mighty snowdrop. The point is, the snowdrop is a perennial and will herald the arrival of spring in your region. If you wish to see them in their natural splendor, they clump in shady areas. They're small and low to the ground with drooping white blossoms. And of course, Will it kill Beastman? In a shocking display of self-preservation that I wouldn't have previously credited that mangy moron with, he has never tried to eat them. They are in fact quite poisonous to humans and animals. Now regardless of whether or not Beastman is aware of this, or has simply noted that creatures avoid eating them, I can say that this is perhaps the most respect I have ever felt for his intelligence. Snowdrops! Will it kill Beastman? Yes. Now, back to your garden. You should be hard at work yelling at your minions to make cold frames for you. Cold frames will allow you to shelter the plants you start outdoors and give you a jump start on the other gardeners that are waiting to plant like simpletons. A gardener who uses cold frames is a gardener who has learned to bend the power of the sun to his botanical whims. Solar might is not easily subdued, however. On a sunny day, even if the air outside is close to zero, the temperature in your cold frames could soar to 100 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. That is too many degrees. The number of degrees you are looking for is much closer to a balmy 75. You can maintain a safe temperature by having a thermostatically controlled window prop or a simple notched stick and a minion. How you choose to apply said stick to your minion in order to get them to raise or lower the lid is, in this particular case, up to your discretion. A cold frame can be as simple as an old storm window fitted over a raised bed. Of course, any minion who would make such a simple cold frame clearly does not value your guidance and therefore presumably also does not value their life. 
remind them that just because it is a simple structure does not mean that they should take advantage of this opportunity to disappoint you. Does a cold frame need turrets? Not technically, but your minions don't need earlobes to function either, but they seem to like keeping theirs. If you add a heat source to your cold frame, it is no longer a cold frame, but a hot box. I'm sorry, a what? A hot bed. You said hot box. Well, same thing. Uh, no, they're definitely not. Fine, hot bed. You can spring for a fancy electronic heater if your frames are close to an outlet, or you can bury manure under your hot box. Hot bed. Hot bed. And as it decomposes through the winter, it will heat the frame. It will, however, smell intolerable. For an idea of how bad it is, pass downwind of Cringer's litter box. In the summer, it competes with the moat for a smell that can curl your toe hairs. I don't think that pampered, pathetic prince has ever cleaned it. He just moved it out near the Western Guard Station, which is perpetually understaffed. Not that I would know that. Keep understaffing it. I have never been near that part of the Attorney and Royal Palace. Riley. Yep, yep, deleting that. You can also line the frame with bricks, which absorb heat during the day and release it at night. Loose bricks are also handy for releasing at other things as well, such as enemies or annoying allies, or creatures who look like they are having a better day than you. You might be wondering what to grow in these cold frames your terrified minions have carefully and artistically constructed. Well, your lack of imagination no longer surprises me, though it does continue to disappoint. You can start most anything in the frames, but greens are a good place to start. They are fast-growing and easily replaced when you inevitably kill them. Swiss chard is an excellent choice, as it will work well in a salad when it is young, tender, and impressionable. However, it can also be grown into full, large leaves, only to be brought down in its prime, just as it is assured of its own dominance. You should also learn to appreciate the variety of lettuces you can grow all winter. The crispness of romaine the flower-like cup of a butterhead, the sharp pepperiness of arugula. It isn't all the mangled and weeping shards of iceberg you get at your local country-style chain buffet. Improve your palate and let the poor overwrought iceberg rest. An excellent place for your iceberg to rest would be a caster mattress. Why would I purchase a mattress for my lettuce, you might be asking? Well, I have no idea. But I didn't have a segue for this ad and they didn't send us any copy. Caster Mattresses. They gave us money. Our indoor companion for this episode is Sage. Growing herbs indoors is an excellent use of a sunny window and ensures that you never have to send your minion for an ingredient at the last minute. More importantly, growing your own herbs makes it much harder for Merman to come back with dill when you very specifically said mint. Those two are not remotely similar. Even in a darkened room with 50 other herb varieties, it should be possible to tell Dill, Dill, from Mint. For his punishment, Merman had to drink the Dill mojitos. He can't even look at a pickle without crying now. Rightly so. Sage is a hardy perennial herb that will keep growing for many years to come, provided you heed my instructions. Sage requires sun. It is not a plant that will appreciate a dark and mysterious cavern or find satisfaction in a well-shadowed corner. It needs bright, full sun. Oh, but I want my sage to sit on this shelf or on that counter, you whine. To that I say, do you want fresh sage or not? 
unless you are equipped to rig grow lights to provide your sage with sustenance, and I do not doubt that should you even attempt it, you would fail miserably, then the sage must be placed where it won't die. Sage does not appreciate a heavy-handed watering. It is drought-tolerant and likes well-draining soil. So watch your watering! Queen Marlene may welcome agricultural amateurism in her gardening column, but don't expect that to be tolerated here. Finally, it is time for a leaf it to me. Speaking of agricultural amateurs. Oh, Skeletor, thank you for honoring me with your condescension. Why are my plants seeming to struggle during the winter? I have the heat on. Why aren't they happy? You inobservant imbecile! Are you determined to do everything wrong? You are blasting your heat without a care in the world, and you never thought to wonder about how it was affecting your innocent plants? Perhaps you have noticed that your indoor plants are getting brown tips, crispy leaves, or drier soil than normal. If so, you must ask yourself, have I had the heat too high? Am I maintaining a dramatic but humidity-destroying fire to maintain warmth and intimidation in the dark and cavernous depths of my inner chambers so analogous to the inner reaches of my soul? If so, you moisture-meddling moron, your plants do not have the humidity that they need to overwhelm the violent ravages of winter. Do you so value your coddling comfort that you would fail at the most basic rules of plant overlording? You will never succeed at being an agricultural autocrat until you can identify the simplest elements of plant care. Have you heard of a humidifier? I would like to presume you have, but it is honestly more generous to presume you are uninformed rather than such a dolt that you miss this extremely obvious solution. Plants are dry. Use a humidifier near your plants during the winter. Don't stop misting your plants, though. You are misting your plants, aren't you? Oh, by Excelsior's hairy armpit, are you not even misting your plants? Fools! All of you! Continuing on, despite your painful ineptitude, while your plants are no doubt noble solitary vegetations, winter is a time to group them together, as their transpiration process releases water through their leaves that can help them stay sufficiently moist. Ugh. That was strange. Anyway... If any of your plants must stand alone as proud, misanthropic loners making their way against an unforgiving and close-minded society, stand the planter in a tray filled with rocks. Pour water in the tray, and as the water evaporates, it will create a microclimate that will keep them moist. Ugh. What? Just that word. I hate it. It's all squidgy. What? Moist? Ugh. Really? Are you telling me that you are so delicate that a word can render you helpless? And so common a word as moist? Ugh. Were you cursed as a child? How is it that the merest description of dampness can defeat you? Are you so skinless and weak that you can't even hear the- And that's it for this episode of Garden Plots with Skeletor. We'll be back in two weeks. You know, that's really how you want to spend your time. Can't tell you how to live your life. Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond and Megan Bob and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. 
Additional music from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots. You can donate to Skeletor schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPlotsWithSkeletor. Thank you for listening.